celebrity Let your weary mind be free And someone kind of famous who you can't see It's time for sleeping with celebrity Hello sleepyheads and welcome to Sleeping with Celebrities. I'm John Moe. I'm glad you're here. On this audio program, we invite our guests to step out of the limelight and step into the nightlight. For this show, for one bedtime at least, I don't want them to bring their A-game. I want them to bring their Z-game. It's a podcast where you can sleep, you can simply relax, you can take a break from stress and intensity. Just ahead, we'll be sleeping with Andy Kindler, and he's going to talk with me about coffee. Before all that, I invite you to settle in and get comfortable while I tell you about another show on the Maximum Fun Network. Oh, sleepyheads, I want to tell you about another podcast available on the Maximum Fun Network. It is called Go Fact Yourself. Go Fact Yourself is a comedy trivia quiz show that is hosted by J. Keith Van Stratton and Helen Hong. Every month, twice a month, celebrities compete with one another answering trivia questions about a subject they know a lot about. And sometimes... The guest experts are celebrities themselves, too. And guess what? They're recording shows in front of live audiences again. So you can listen at home or go to gofactyourpod.com to attend an upcoming live show. You can listen to Go Fact Yourself on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, for our sleeping friend guest. Andy Kindler is an actor and comedian. In the business of comedy, the comedy business, he's known as a comics comic, which means he has a demonstrated ability to make other comedians laugh, even when the intended audience does not. Sometimes audiences are simply wrong, of course and should laugh. If you're a fan of Bob's Burgers, and I trust you are, Andy's voice may sound familiar to you. IMDB tells me he's been on 65 episodes since 2011. You can often find Andy on projects with lots of other funny people, like the TV show Marin, or the TV show Another Period, to list just two examples. Andy is currently developing a podcast called Thought Spiral, which just put out its 313th test episode. Andy Kindler, thank you for sleeping with us this evening. Thank you. You know, I'm going to have to restrain myself. There's so many jokes I could be doing that I would normally be doing. I'd be all over. And also, what I tend to do is bring too much energy, Mm. even for a regular show. And now you're asking me to, to dial it back. And many times the comedy club audiences have 
wanted me to dial it back. But this is not going to be the way this should be. I don't want people to be listening right now to me as if I'm going to do one of my A, a sets. Hmm. I want people to relax. It's. I find that the, there's a, a beneficial tension in this program if people yes. are expecting a punchline that just never, ever never fucking comes. arrives. It's hard for me because my rhythm is so goddamn funny. Can yeah. you say goddamn? Yes, you can. You can. How, how do you know? Yeah. Should I mention the annual State of the Industry speeches at the Just I think you should mention that only if you... I, I think if your gig is, let's bring up speeches that he no longer does... Yeah, I mean, why don't you? You could read some of my current credits, but there just aren't any current credits, John. Is my is my level loud enough? Is my level low enough to not wake someone in the room? Andy, don't wake the guy in the room. Eddie's sleeping on the couch. He's looking forward to snoozing through your conversation for years. And Eddie's a light sleeper. He's uh, <laughs> he, he wakes up easily. We we know this about him. Yeah. Well, I like to start off our bedtime conversations with a question or two about sleep. Do you fall asleep easily yourself, no. Andy Kindler? No. 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 In fact, I'm gonna, okay. First, first of all, I have a CPAP machine. Okay. And a lot of people, uh, well, they don't make. You see, I, I have to stop thinking now that I'm not 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 a public figure. But I'm, a, but I'm not not a public. I'm a privately public person, so I have to stop thinking that people know about me because they really don't. Just because years ago I headlined, was it stage and screen? Sure. Yeah, but I have not been able to sleep. Well, first of all, because I was a nightclub performer for years, I would stay up till uh, just two in the morning because that's what I would. No, at least two. In, even when I was a kid, I hated waking up early. My dad is the only person I know in my family who would go to sleep at 10, get up at 6. Mm. No problem. Now, he, he wasn't performing in a club. I asked my father once, why didn't you? You're so funny. Why didn't you do comedy? And he told me, like, uh, Andy, I had three kids by the time I was 30. When was I going to run out? But uh, he was, he's the only person I know who sleeps well. I sleep terribly. And before I was CPAP, I see, I won't even do this, John. I won't even, I won't even do this mm. joke. That mm. before, I'm embarrassed to do it on this show. Before I ordered a CPAP machine, I yes. ordered a CPAC. CPAC. Yes. And you know what happened? What's that? My breathing became racist. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible news. No. See, the thing is, that is a true story. I yeah. use it as a joke in my act. But it's a true story. For, for a week, I was anti-Semitic without even realizing wow. that I myself was Jewish. That's Which is not surprising for a Jew. machine was. Yeah. It made you a self-loathing Jew. I'm a self-loathing. So I thought it'd be horrible to have one of those machines, but uh, I am very used to it, but it doesn't just, that just doesn't solve the, the problem completely. My mind races. Also, my wife and I both hate going into the bedroom. We just, for some reason, never liked it when we were kids. We don't want to go to sleep. Why don't you want to go to sleep? 
Well, when we were kids, we were like, oh, something exciting might be happening, but that was a delusion. But now it's because, well, she's a natural night person too. And I mean, I really have to say, uh, being one of the top two or 3,000 nightclub, top 3,000 nightclub performers. Yes. Oh, wait a second. In the lower, just in America. Right. You know, in the lower 48. In the lower 48. So that, there were many, you know, if you're traveling, like I live in, in, in Los Angeles. So if I, if I want to travel somewhere, if I worked in, uh, on the East Coast, I can't even, I can't get on a 5 a.m. like flight. So like I would go, sometimes used to get on a uh, red eye flight to go to gigs. I'm just saying it, I'm just saying it really screwed with my whole, what's it called? Circadian rhythm? Yeah, circadian rhythms. And okay. you know, if you get those messed up, it, it, they're really, but I never, I don't know, have you ever tried those things where you sleep to, what is it? You do it, you put the light on at a certain time or you use blue light or you, that's one of the things, right? Is blue light bad or? I think blue light is supposed to be good, but uh, no light is generally agreed to be the, the best the yeah. best way to fall asleep. Yeah, because you keep, th- you keep, uh, I almost did a joke, but I, I, here's the thing. Do you know, like, you ever do, you ever do this? I never thought I would do this in my act, but I'm having a conversation. What's the matter with me? But, um, you try and turn the TV on and you just want to turn it on so you can, you know, you'll watch something. Yes. And you'll go to sleep. But if you watch some, if I'm watching the Bob Newhart show, Mm. I'm on the edge of my funny bone. Right. So here, well, sorry, go ahead. Is there, is there a program that you use to fall asleep where there isn't going to be uh, droll new heart punchlines? Yes, this is, in fact, the joke is coming right now. Okay. If you want to fall asleep, and I would, if there's anybody still up after this length of conversation, I really want to encourage you. The best way to fall asleep, because it's also used to induce a medical coma, is you watch back-to-back episodes of How I Met Your Mother. Oh. What is it about that program that... that... It's so nondescript. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, you know, remember that show, My Name is Earl? You probably don't yes. remember it. Because the whole show is based on a, on a premise that only worked to sell the show. Right? Uh-huh. You, wouldn't it be funny if every week Earl has a list of people that he has to, you know. No, it would not be funny, and you'll see how it's not funny week seven. Right. And then we'll run it for three, four more years. (laughs) So um, I wish the fact that my mind went blank every seven seconds, that that could help me sleep at night. does not. No, because then does it just wake up again eight seconds later? (laughs) Well, for a long time... Oh, I had sleep. This is this would be maybe interesting. I had sleep problems for a long time. I was uh, almost like a narcoleptic almost. Uh, I would I fell asleep during several a couple of podcasts because I really? wasn't getting enough sleep. This is before I got the C. I, this is what it is. This is before I got the CPAP machine. That's what it is. Oh, the CPAP podcast machine. that you were a guest on or that yes. you were hosting? No, no. <laughs> It's 15 minutes to the hour now. I just said, Off you go. 
I'm back with my guest, Baha, a mama ho. So, um, no, it's when I'm being interviewed, and it happens several times. And every time I came awake and lied, right? You try and take the, what the person said, you know, there's a space. Mm-hmm. And then every time I then admitted it, a sentence in. Wow. Yeah, well, I think, this, you know, but that's not really the biggest. That isn't, okay, look, I fell asleep. <laughs> And, and that, that, I forgot how bad things were before the CPAP machine. I think because I thought the CPAP machine would solve everything. Oh, and it didn't solve everything? No, because, first of all, sometimes a CPAP machine makes you feel like you're trapped. Well, it would be cool if you could just do the nostrils only. Mm. But not everybody can do that, and I can't do that. If you, breathe, if, it, if you could adjust to, here comes the air through your nose, and then... But you don't tend to do that. So I have a whole face mask uh, that I use with the nose, the schnoz, um, and the mouth connection. How many times at night do you wake up? Many. Well, that's the other thing. I'm hoping everyone's asleep by now. Um, because that's the point I, of the I'm show. I'm sure all this discussion about not being able to fall asleep is putting people right out. <laughs> that, but you know what? That could be reverse reverse uh, thing. No, I'm 66 years old. I'm not afraid to admit it on the sleepy show. But I admit it even without the sleepy show. So I think a lot of it does have to do with like, you don't need as much sleep as when you get older, but I never had a normal sleep cycle. So I'm just, you know, I wake up, well, I wake up every, let me tell you something. When you become older, you have, you know, you have a bladder. Sure. And the bladder, I don't know if it gets smaller if it gets just, I don't know what happens to it. Does it get annoyed or something? It gets no. It I don't know what about the aging process. You know, I've shrunk. I'm five four and a half now. I was five five and a half. Oh. Hmm. That's well. It, it, it's true. Did you know that you shrunk when you got? I wasn't aware. I I suppose I should start marking myself in the in the kitchen doorway as I did with my children as they got as they got taller. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the children rise and dad descend over time. <laughs> now, Andy, you're, the topic that you chose to speak yes. with us about today is coffee. Could there be a connection between your interest in coffee and your trouble falling asleep? Yeah, I think there's two different problems happening here. One problem is, okay, I have ADHD and OCD, but because of the ADHD... I've been taking a, a drug called I'm not, I'm not I'm not promoting it, but I, I take Adderall, right? Okay. So, and my, my I have a psychiatrist who prescribes it, and because uh, another name drop, I'm not I'm not trying to impress you, but she we have this discussion every time. When do you stop taking the Adderall? And this is the thing. I used to take the Adderall. Oh, it's eight o'clock at night. Let me take one more Adderall, pot of coffee, you know. And by midnight, I'm sure I'm drift off to sleepy land, but it, it does not work. So, uh, yes. But the other side of it is that I'd be dead without that coffee is the greatest, one of the top few addictions I have. The, the evening coffee or coffee in general? Coffee in general, because before I was, uh, I was, diagnosed with ADHD, I was I self-medicated my whole life. 
So like self-medicate, remember when people were taking that like ephedrine, ephedra? Mm-hmm. It's a big, 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 big craze. Unbelievable. You take seven or eight of those, you feel like you're flying. I thought there was no caffeine in them. Oh. I thought there was no, I took guarana for like six months. This is how stupid, I'm not saying I'm stupid, but but my father would. <laughs> so As he drifts off to a dreamless sleep. I hyperventilated right there. Have you ever hyperventilated? I do it a lot. I forgot what day it was. I didn't know. I know kind of know who you are and where I am. Uh, okay, repeat the last question because I know I have a good take. Um, we were talking about uh, about coffee and and. Oh yes, yes, yes. I like the way I make it like I'm back. Oh no, no, I got it now, John. Don't yes. Worry. Yeah. So. The thing is, there's a couple of things. Though. I had from the, the time I was a little boy, uh, I craved coffee. See, this is the thing: is like the whole the overview is that from the time I was an adult until now, every doctor stop it with the coffee. What are you doing with the coffee? Stop it with the coffee. What are you doing with the coffee? Now, and I, I really am very like I feel like I'm better than everybody else. Because I backed, I said, fuck. When they were saying, no, coffee can kill you. I said, screw it. I'm drinking it. I know it's good for me. And now they, it's good to to um, protect you from Parkinson's. Mm. All of the, the, the all the, what do they, they call them? Antioxidants. So they have so many of those. I, I'm, yeah. now, I'm not a chemist yet. But they have all these topophil. This is the part. I hope when you when you heard that I wanted to talk about coffee that you didn't think, oh, now he's gonna now that what won't I know by the time this is over? You know, like like what's the temperature, the barometric pressure, and all that kind of stuff. Because people do know that it's not yeah. just a matter of weighing the water and weighing the beans. There are five aspects to it that I always forget: where your elevation is, how much air you have. This is where like the shows I like. People fill in this great knowledge. It's like, oh my god! And are are you are you one of those people who who needs to calibrate everything precisely and have the right bean and the right grind of the bean and the right roast, or do you just throw some Folgers in and you're fine? Thank you for thank you for asking me after a life devoted to coffee if I just throw some Folgers in <laughs> and I'm fine. Yes, that's... I think you don't. I don't. But here's the thing. I did resist a lot of the things that when you first get into... Like, I have a friend who loves coffee. He lives in San Francisco. His name is Larry. And I'd say his last name. And I would say his last name and his phone number. Because I don't care. Yeah. I really don't care. 555-415-555-555-555. He's a character in a movie, then. He got me into coffee. And here's the evolution. I have type 2 diabetes. I didn't have it my whole life, but now I have. I like to say diabetes until people get upset. Wilford Brimley style. I have the diabetes. So I didn't realize this until about seven years. First of all, I keep arguing with them. But what exactly is diabetes? We, you know, A1C. I I see these commercials. People, they go, I got my A1C to seven. I'm a genius. My A1C is 6.2, 6.6. But then my doctor goes, yeah, yeah, but that's bad. 
No, but mm. you said it's good. I, I take metformin, glucophage. It's good. It's controlled. But I mean, they really do give you this message like, don't kid yourself. You know what I mean? It's the right. silent killer and don't kid yourself. So what happened was, the reason why this ties into coffee is because when I was a kid, I loved this coffee. It was called Coffee Time. It's like a syrup. I don't know if you, where you grew up, if you had that. I don't think we had. I grew up in Seattle. I don't remember having Coffee Time. Uh, you probably don't remember this either. Coco Marsh. Don't remember Coco Marsh. Bosco. Mm, I'm familiar with Osco. Or Nestle's Quick. Yeah, sure. I understand now. I know where you are. Right. So Coffee Time was a similar type of product. It had some coffee in it. But it was also mostly, back then, we thought, seriously, we thought sugar w was the way to go mm. with everything. Yes. In fact, we didn't just say, f they were frosted, they were sugar pops. That was the name of them, sugar pops. Super sugar crisp. Yes. <laughs> then, when the, when the deep state, all right, stop with that. Okay, um, so I love, so, but you know, it's like one of these things like, you see the adults drink it. So maybe that's kind of what attracted me to it. Right. But I must, I think I was predispositioned uh, genetically and spiritually to, to crave coffee. So I, my, you know, my mom, who wasn't always there for me emotionally, one of the good things she did was she always had coffee time on hand. Mm. And was this a syrup that you would add to? Yes, yes. Like hot water? Mm -mm. You add it to milk. You add it to milk. Milk, it's milk. Yeah, I should have. I should have said that it's not a hot drink. It's a drink that it, it, it would be like Nestle's Quick with I, you know, Nestle's Quick with milk or something like that. All right. You put ice cubes in there. It's like an iced coffee drink. Okay. Coffee. Uh, I didn't have the desire to drink the hot coffee that young, mm. but then I got into it, and once I got into the hot coffee, I just couldn't. Uh, there was you no. Know, it's no. There was no turning back at that point. You know. And my family drank it. That's the thing, too. My family, my mom, I mean, we may get to this if we have time. I use a Chemex coffee maker. Okay. A Chemex has been around for so many years that my mom had it in her basement when I was a kid. They didn't use it. It went out of, it went out of favor. I remember when I was a kid, they would put, they had this like, uh, what's it called? Not an aluminum kettle, but come out of a kettle. Mm. Not a kettle, even. It was a, a, I'm not good with words. A samovar? What's the matter with you? <laughs> I'm trying to think of coffee receptacles. Do, 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 you, get, do you think you're talking to Edwin Newman? <laughs> percolator. It's what it was. It was percolator. called a percolator. Okay, but I didn't realize that that's what it was. It's a percolator. But what, I don't know what the metal was made out of. Tin? But at I the top, Tim. it had a little glass, a little glass, cute, a little glass thing where you could see the coffee boiling up into it when it was made. And then there was a, there was a basket, a metal basket that you mm -hmm. put you the, you put Folgers in, yes. and then you would you would leave it in there, and then you would pour from there. It was awful, awful. This is not what you have now. You don't. No. Is this the Chemex that you're describing? Sleepyheads, I wish to tell you about another podcast that you may enjoy here on the Maximum Fun Network, where we have fun in maximum amounts. This podcast is called Troubled Waters. 
It's a comedy slash trivia podcast hosted by Dave Holmes, and it's all about popular culture or pop culture. Every other week, two funny people face off against each other in a variety of improv games and silly quizzes to win the coveted title of Pundit Emeritus. They have had some awesome guests like Atsuko Okatsuka, Josh Gondelman, David Keckner, Josh Rubin, Jamie Loftus, and so many more. That's Troubled Waters on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your pod casts. Is this the Chemex that you're describing? What I'm saying is my mother had, this is how old it was. It went yeah. way back before the coffee craze. Ah. And I'm a member of what some people call the third wave coffee movement. Some people call it the third wave coffee movement. Other people call it the third wave movement. They've kind of settled on a name at this point. <laughs> it's a coffee revolution that started... The death of coffee started with Starbucks. The death of coffee. The death of coffee. Yes. Many people would think that that's the the revolution started with Starbucks, that the interest really kicked off. But you say not so. I'm going to try and be nice about this. Those people do not deserve to breathe the same air. Okay. <laughs> no. What, what that's he the did, nice version. Okay. Well, we all hate that guy now, Howard, whatever his name is. He's yeah. just a horrible, we didn't know back then he was a horrible, horrible person. Right. Uh, he's like, I got you, uh, I got you people, health insurance. I'm like a god. Back then, he had visited, and of course, if anybody's listening and has any knowledge, please remember that I do, not I don't so much exaggerate, I get things wrong a lot. Mm. But he apparently went to Europe and, and liked a lot of these. That's why everything is with the, it's a tall, it's a short, or whatever the hell he is. With the, everything's Italian with him, right? Right. With those names. With this guy, yes. <laughs> so, uh, I forgot where we were. Okay, so Howard Schultz was going to Italy and bringing back nomenclature. <laughs> oh, Howard Schultz, yes. So he went to Europe. And he did bring back this idea of the cafe where you sit around. In other words, I guess that wasn't around at all in America. Right. Where people would sit in these, like, uh, basically European cafes. I mean, the, you, you, you got to give it up to the guy where you give, give it up to these Italian people. <laughs> so, but he, for some reason, there was, a, there was also a company called Pete's. Mm-hmm. And the owner of Pete's. And this is where I'm telling people. My knowledge falls down, but there's always a germ, germ of truth. Those two, both the head of Pete's and him, they both got into this over roasting of the bean. And what it is is, no matter how you slice it, you are burning a coffee bean, and you're ascribing the result as a taste of the coffee. Mm. It is not a taste. I mean, it's a taste that, like, I'll. Uh, this is where the snob, the snobbishness comes in. All right. Like with my friend, my friend Larry will talk about, you know, uh, if you add milk to Starbucks, there's a couple of things that Starbucks is good. 
they are uniformly alike across the country. They've done a decent job of, you know, so all their people are trained pretty good. And the beans that they use are not horrible beans, but they make so many beans that there's no way to have a fresh cup of Starbucks coffee. And that is the big result of that revolution is that most people of my ilk and elitist frame only try to drink coffee that's recently roasted. Mm. And when the bean is whole, you don't, don't buy your coffee ground up. You have to get a grinder, but then you have to get a burr grinder. A burr grinder. What's special yeah. about the burr grinder? Okay, because mostly, you know those <clears throat> things that are like grinders that people used to use for spices and stuff? Yeah. That's what they use. That's that's a low that's a low end coffee grinder. It's like a yeah, it's this one blade that goes around and around and around and it chops up the bean. Basically uh, one in one way. And the grinder you want to try and get uses burrs, which are these uh, again, here comes where you wish someone would if I maybe I could do a voiceover of an intelligent person would talk while I'm moving my lips. But the burrs are like round things that grind the coffee. You can get really delicate, different shades of the grinding. And you can't get that. So if you're looking at a grinder where the coffee goes through the grinder to a lower cup, mm-hmm. those are usually better. But you, you can get a great grinder for like $100. A really great. I have this thing. And I'm not, you know, I don't make money off of it, John. Okay. Okay. Baratza. Baratza. It's, it sometimes sounds like, they sound like a car. I mean, it. Grinding beans is not, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a weak per, stomach person. I mean, it's like, it's, it's not a delicate machine that it's constantly, and because I have OCD, I just can it's going to break now, it's going to break now. But the truth is I had one for like three or four years and I just replaced it recently. Mm. $99, $100. What about the grinder at? The Trader Joe's, where you just buy the beans and dump them into the grinder right there at the store. Well, this is where it gets to be like, where I have to cop to the fact that I'm a snob. Right. You know, I have to cop to it because the truth is, you know, I'll say it this way. If you go to a Dunkin' Donuts, you're going to get a pretty decent cup of coffee, even though they make them these large, drippy things. Samovars. They have a. They use a decent bean, and they don't over roast their bean. Mm. You could. So I have friends even who use Dunkin. Just happen to like Dunkin' Donuts coffee beans. They use that with these Chemex things, and and the, and, and and so the chem. Uh, so what happened was the diabetes connects with it in this sense that I used to uh, drink coffee. With milk and sugar, that was my first. And in fact, I think in—is it Massachusetts or Boston? Yeah. If you order a regular coffee, it comes with one sugar and, and milk. Right. Uh, I made that mistake in Boston during my coffee snob days. I thought regular meant no what? flavor to the coffee. Yeah. Oh no, no, I, yeah, I didn't know. so. And then I realized that on my own. I started to get into the taste of the just coffee and milk. I never could understand how anybody could drink black coffee. And back then, 
if you drank like coffee, you were like a, a pioneer because most of it, the coffee was terrible. Mm, right. <laughs> you needed something, you needed something to cover up the flavor of the coffee when you drank coffee. <laughs> and the, you know, it's like the old days, the bun matic you go into a thing. Sure. You know, the coffee, I never drink coffee that sits at room temperature ever. Uh, there's some, I learned this from lots, many great coffee people. This guy in San Francisco was just telling me like, uh, um, at room temperature, the coffee starts to t- un- take on unpleasant flavors. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I take the coffee that I sip down to where it's just perfect. And then just past that, I put it in the refrigerator. And that's how I make my iced coffee. Okay. Later on. But um, yes, the, 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 the whole thing is, uh, if, you know, so once, then all of a sudden, I got friendly with these guys in San Francisco, and they were like, you got to get rid of the, sh- you got to get rid of the milk, got to get rid of the milk. And I was like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> no, it was like, I didn't think I could do it. And then I got to do it. And the reason why it's great for someone with diabetes is, I like hot, I just love the taste of good, good hot coffee if it's good, that's black. And then I love the taste with the little milk. So as a diabetic, it's fantastic. It's pretty great. Mm. I I should get some kind of award. Do you bring uh, your coffee grinder or any other type of equipment with you on the road as a traveling comedian? Well, I don't travel anymore, but when I was traveling... I used to, I tried that a couple of times, but what happens is I got more into trying to find, like in the mid nineties, see when it started, start by the two thousands, but even going on the road in the eighties and nineties, Starbucks was a step up from, you know, nothing, right? you know, like, but, um, when I started getting into it, then I would bring all these things up, but I'm, but, but then it's like. I get into this thing where I get depressed on the road. I used to get depressed on the road and I was like, now I got to find water and it just didn't seem, and or I have to use, I never would bring a, like a, the actual uh, boiling way to do it. I guess you could just boil water, but it just seemed too much. So I got into looking for places on the road, which is really became a hobby of mine. So like there's a great place in, in, in Michigan called Mad Cat Coffee that I only discovered because I did stand up. Are you drinking coffee right now, Andy? No. Oh. Yes. Yes, you are. What kind of coffee are you drinking now, and how is it prepared? All right, so here's how I drink. So here's the thing. This is what I do. There are many, many ways to make coffee. And the way you make coffee, I made this with a chem. Here's how I made this, and then I'll tell you the different ways. All right. I use um, many different brands. Now, these days... In the supermarkets, in your in your Kroger's, in, in HEB, I don't know where, where the show goes out to. They have in some supermarkets high quality beans, which are like Intelligentsia is one company, Stumptown is another company, Verve is a pretty is is available in many stores. That's a very good company. But this is Kindler's tips. And these right. tips for the drinker. If you buy that from a supermarket, you must check 
the row state. Oh. And so basically, here's the way, here's technically the way the coffee works. When you roast the beans, if, let's say it's excellent coffee. When you roast the beans, they put it in the bag. You're supposed to wait three days for the degassing of the beans in general. And don't ask me, John. Please don't ask me the technical things about that. I don't think I, don't I want know. to know. Yeah. So it degasses for three days. So in other words, if, uh, if you bought it on, on uh, June 1st, you shouldn't. If you went to the store, that, and sometimes you can on the actual roast day, you know, on, on the roast day, take it home and leave it for three days. Now, what I do is I buy things in the supermarket that are as close to now as I can, and sometimes you can't, but it's at least, I won't buy anything that's three weeks, more than three weeks, if I can avoid it, more than three weeks out from the roast date. And um, the difference in the taste, I think is, is tremendous. So that's what I do. I get one of those various uh, labels. Smaller then, brand. Small brand labels. And then I have a digital scale. Uh, I forget the name of my digital scale. I don't get any money from it, but I think it's a Kindler scale. I, don't, I have no, I have no, no attachment, attachment to the company. It's a total coincidence. Right. So here's the thing about the scale. I was very, very resistant about this when I started. I hated the idea that you have to measure the water. But this is all you need to know. One gram of coffee yeah. for between 16 and 17 grams of water. Now, I don't, people say, well, what is it? What is this, uh, liquid pour? What, uh, how are you measuring it? Is it by volume? No. This digital scale that you're going to get, it, you can, you, it has a tariff, what they call a tariff feature, which I don't even know what it means, but just you can zero out the feature. So you weigh, for every gram of coffee, you weigh between 16 and 17 grams of water. But I have, I don't do it that way. I go 50. I like it's a little bit stronger because I like light roast. So here's the other thing. I'm trying to get this in a concise, but you're not letting me. You're fighting with me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I keep interrupting. Come on, buddy. I know. Uh, the roast is the most important thing to coffee. And again, what happens is when you light roast coffee, there, you leave these other flavors that are still, if it's too light, if it's so light roast and then it's, it, it's badly done, it's going to taste worse because then it will taste like whiny or whatever because there are all these, you know how, I used to try to do joke about this, you know, my act has a uh, coffee, strong finish, mm -hmm. bitter aftertaste and all that kind of stuff. But there really are these, I mean, this is the thing where I don't get it all the time, and sometimes they go too much with it. But like, carom, there's a there are flavors in the coffee that you can smell and taste, like that veer towards caramel, or they veer towards uh, chocolate because that's kind of what Latin American coffee kind of tastes like. Uh, please, I know I'm saying things wrong. So, um, I I think you. So I always go for a light roast, light to medium roast. All right. So. This this sounds it sounds more complicated, but it's not. So in other words, 
if I, if you take, well, I usually use every morning, I take 55 grams of coffee, 55 grams. If someone wants to copy my method, this is what they should do. Get 50, yourself a Kindler scale, measure out 55 grams. You don't have to, I just, look, you can use another scale. I just don't think they're going to work as well. Sure. In your experience, yeah. You want it to be good. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole point. Right. So let's say, okay, let's, let's make it 50. So it's not, it's harder. It's easy. Let's make it it 50. Round it down. 50 grams of coffee. You times that by 15. Now the way I do that, and the only way I can do it is 50 times 10 is 500. 55 times five is 250. So you're going to use 50 grams of coffee to 750 grams of water. It's that simple. So here's what it is. When I used to do it by eye, like, oh, fill it up to the, like, okay, so that, I shouldn't say this. I use, so I use a Chemex. Now, I don't think, how people know what I'm talking about. It looks like a big beaker. And I have an eight cup Chemex. And the reason why I have an eight cup Chemex is because I am not, I'm a genius in so many ways, but I'm not like, you know, I don't build my own. I, you know, those people went, yeah, when I was 12, I said, how does a car work? So I took apart my parents' Plymouth and I uh, put it back together. And, uh, you know, I'm not one of those people. Right. But I do believe in mindfulness meditation and I, because I'm trying to, and mm-hmm. I do believe in slowing your rituals down in life. And I definitely get a rush and feel very much in control of what I'm doing with the coffee. And the reason why it works with the Chemex is, what would you call the shape of the top? It's like a, uh, it's not a basket. It goes up in a V shape kind of. Yeah, it's a, well, it's, uh, I don't think I know the word for it. It looks like a big glass coffee filter. Right, exactly. And uh, you might use the word carafe, but I wouldn't. Okay. So what, what you do is that one unit is all one unit. So the one I have has a glass handle, but the one you'll normally see uh, for people who just don't get it is <laughs> a wooden thing. You probably, that, you know, it's like a brown wooden thing. Basic unit so, has a brown wooden handle. No, it has a, bre- a brown wooden thing that wraps around. Oh, right, yes. It, which is what I don't like about it. It looks odd to me. Okay. But that's not what this is about. So yeah. what you do is you grind 50 grams of coffee and you use a burr grinder if you can. If you can't, don't have a burr grinder, just as core, just, you, it's important that it's core, a little bit on the coarse. And when I say coarse, I mean C-O-A-R-S-E, not like a course you would take. And by burr grinder, it's that's not the brand. It's not a type of grinder licensed no. by Bill no. Burr. No, but he does have. Thanks for thanks for talking about my competition. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, but there's uh, tons of companies that make. It. I happen to lo- like this company, Baratza. But there's if you go into any coffee blog site, they'll be listing what these are because it isn't something like that you can get for sixty dollars or forty dollars. But it is something you can get for a hundred dollars, okay. so that's a big difference. If yeah. you're drinking coffee for years, so you want a coarser grind, and uh, then you 
put the filter, which the filter, it's, you know, it's exactly like the glass top that it goes in. Sure. And you put your board. This is the other thing that is, you have to have this. I forgot this. I could not live without, I think it's Bobono Vida. It is a, in fact, I should have been talking about this the whole, oh no, no, it's electric scale. Got to have the electric scale. Mm-hmm. But then I have one of those, uh, you know, you know, you know, electric coffee kettles, electric tea kettles, but it has a gooseneck thing. So you can pour it very, why don't you get someone on here who can talk? So it has like a gooseneck, it has like a, you know, like a tea kettle where you can direct the pour very, very, uh, um, not efficiently, without it splashing all over the thing. Precisely. Thank you. Thank you. I wish, I wish I wasn't filled with so much self-loathing. How long does it take you to make a cup of coffee? Very quick. Okay. So I grind them. It takes a couple of seconds. I, um, I have the the kettle is already, you know, you fill it to the top of the kettle. Right. And what I do is I put the carafe on the scale. Oh, okay. And with a filter in there, when you're, when your electric kettle boils, you take it at boiling and you pour it into the dry filter because you want, don't want the taste of the filter in the coffee. And sometimes that you can, I mean, I can't really taste it. So you just, you just, and then you pour that water out, you know, or into the, either the cup you're drinking or just so. So what you have then is on the scale, you have a, a wet, you have a, the carafe with a wet filter, right? You let the coffee off the boil for about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. You don't want it boiling. I have a thing that reads, tells me the temperature. You don't have to have that, but it's helpful. But when, so I guess if you have it with the temperature, you wait till it gets to about 211 or, I mean, 208, 207. Some people wait till it gets even lower. I usually don't. And then you take your kettle and you, you lightly, in a circular motion, this is the key with the Chemex or any kind of, you're trying to, you're trying to imitate what a machine would do and uh, swirling, you're swirling it around. Mm-hmm. But what you want to do is you just want to get the, the beans wet enough for all the remaining gases to degas. That's called blooming. Blooming. Mm-hmm. So let that go in, wait about 30 seconds, and then you can you fill up using the circular motion until you have 750. And what the thing is, again, you're tearing, T-A-R-E, you're tearing the scale. So what you're pouring mean? this. How do you tear a scale? Oh, T-A-R-E. So right. in other words, uh, you want to, let's say you had a bowl that you wanted to put fruit in. Right, okay. you would uh, you would put the the bowl on the scale and then turn the uh, sc- scale off and then turn the scale on with the bowl already on the plate. It will go to zero. It will take away oh. the weight of the plate. Okay. So when you're zeroing out, it'll say zero grams. Uh, when you're pouring it into the uh, how do you how does it 
coming up. How do I know? I'm trying to figure out now because I'm I'm not good with the visual. One. How do I know the how many grams of water I put in? It's the scale. Yeah, obviously my scale is weighing grams. Okay. And then this is the confusing part because people say I don't know why it works, but you're, you're going to use this scale and it's all going to be in grams. That's all you need to know. Not fluid ounces, not liquid ounces, grams. So. You fill up to, to 750 grams, but always in that circular motion, very slowly. That's where it becomes a spiritual, meaningful ritual. And then uh, you swirl it with, I, take, I have like a stick, like that's made, a paddle kind of that's made for coffee. Mm-hmm. And, but you can use a spoon. And then you just swirl. You just don't, you want to keep everything uh, like going down into the, uh, you know, into the bottom part, uh, swirling. So it's actually brewing the way it would normally brew. And that's it. That's the whole thing. And then you have your coffee. No. Then you have to go to a, a board. Especially, you have to get a board that signs off. Here's the thing. I don't know about you. I'm not very good at, what's the word? I don't think I'm, what is that word? Articulate? mm I think you're. I think you're very articulate. What is, what is it that I? It's like that Woody Allen movie where he goes, "Is it, is it my personality?" He goes, "Is it because my personality's bad?" He goes, "No, but it's not that." But it's like, um, let's face it. I'm one of the top. I'm one of the most entertaining generations of my comedian. Um, no, sure. Yeah, I'm entertaining. I'm not going to lie to you. I enjoy myself. Yeah. But there are people like, I listen to Alan Watts, who's a philosopher. Mm-hmm. And uh, these people who can talk. Uh, another guy is that guy who does the, um, Michael Pollan. He does the experiments with oh, yeah. mushrooms and stuff. Yeah. And I'm freely admitting to you that I don't have that that gene or I'm not the worst at it, but that's not my forte. Do you it's think Alan Watts do would do well in stand-up? I think he would. Well, first of all, he was very funny. Mm. But he, he would be funny saying things like this. He would be saying, like once, once he talked about taking LSD, mm-hmm. he said, took LSD, and his friend and him started to listen to a preacher, you know, and the preacher on the radio. And the preacher was saying, uh, now send us your money. And then they were really high on the LSD, right? So they, they, it was like they couldn't believe it. But then they started, he goes, and then I started to listen to the sound of his voice. And I could hear him going, yin, 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 yin. and then I vibrating a different freaking. So can you believe it? I got actual truth from a preacher. You see what I'm saying? You get where I'm going with it, right? It's good material. It's not, Well, that's not material. That's, that's, he was like a guy who, he didn't use tricks. That's what was so great about him. But he knew how to, you know, he, 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 he was very funny himself. Mm. Maybe if I did write him an act, it would have been good. <laughs> Who um, among uh, comedians, among well-known comedians, do you think would make the best cup of coffee and who would make the worst? Well, here's the thing. You know, I think the worst cup of coffee would probably be made by Adam Carolla. Okay. Because of all the uh, 
the MAGA uh, white supremacy that he brings to the table. You don't want any of that to get into your coffee. And some people think it can. Mm. So the person who would make the best coffee would be Stephen Wright, maybe. Oh. Because by the time he's done, it's the 17th century and you're having scrambled eggs. Something like that. You know, it's, you know, it's interesting that what can unite people who may not even share a comedic point of view is the love of coffee. Mm. And I think, now you're going to, I know that what you're trying to do, you're not trying to do this so much as that's the net result. Okay. <laughs> is, I think people may kind of make fun of me a little bit about this. I mean, I do understand how it makes me slightly in the nerdy category, but here's the beauty of it. I don't have the ability to attach actual thought much mm. beyond. In other words, I know what I'm talking about in a sense. You right. know what I mean? And But like, remember before I was telling you that the five different things affect, everything affects, so it's, the altitude, but then there's four more things. That this, how it does, how it dissolves with the beans is different every time, and all this kind of stuff. That's why you're supposed to weigh the water and weigh the beans, so that you can have consistency to what you're doing. Uh, as opposed to trying to go, but I used to do this a bump on the Chemex, uh -huh. and if you you go, oh, I'm going to make eight cups, it'll re go to this bump. So I used to think that weighing the water would make me unpopular with the ladies. Sure. Uh, uh, and But the truth is that's made things easier. Not with the ladies, but it's made, I'm married. But it's made things easier with the fact that there's no thought to it. Because otherwise, you, you know, your eye, my eye's pretty good when I go, can this amount of pistachios fit in this small container. My eyes are good at that. Mm. My eyes are not necessarily good at remembering the level of the, that it goes up the wall or something. No. So this takes the guesswork out of it. This, and this is, this is uh, whether, whether you're a house husband, a housewife, I don't care if you're a fascist. I don't care if you are. See, here's the thing, John. I want to ramp things up. You see what I'm doing? <laughs> I'm you're, using, you're bringing it all around. It's not. That's not the point of this. Right. Not, the point of this is not to end. The point of this thing is not to end strong. The no. point of this is to end weak. Right. Or not to be around when it's over. It's to putter away. It's to slowly. It's a. It's a slow decay. Nothing would make me happier than knowing that my voice. If someone said to me, "I listened to your show, uh, and I was, uh, I, I slept like a baby." And I think they're going to fall asleep and then they'll wake up in the morning and they're going to want some coffee. And that coffee is going to taste even better as a result. You know, that's the thing. And that, isn't that what it's all about? I love when people say what it's all about. Isn't that what it's all about? Ultimately, Let's... that's what it's all about. It's all about learning. It's all about people coming together. It's all about friendship. It's, well, isn't it all about journey, the journey too? It's all about the journey. It's all about the coffee you drank along the way. But you know that the even the members of the group Journey hate that word now. They don't even say they're going on a journey. Right. They go on going on a trip. And do you know what else bothers me? Make memories. They make memories. Mm. Why does that That's bother making, you? 
Because memories are something that happens from an event that became something that you wanted to have as a memory. It wasn't because you would go, let's, hey, you know what we should do? Let's spit on each other before the camera and that'll be a great memory. Or let's pretend we're happy now. And okay, roll the camera and that will be a big memory. Our memory, when we see it, we'll go, I thought that was a miserable trip. But now they'll go, no. How come, you know what's so interesting about this? I had the same feeling I have on a podcast when I, my material isn't working. And that's what we want. That's what we want. Yeah, the, it's the, if, you have, if you have the big thunderclap killer punchline on this show, something has gone terribly wrong. Right. And, and you notice neither one of us, you've done a much better job of this. You've done a much better, I mean, superior job. I fell that. asleep half an hour ago. Yes. Because I tend to, I have such a, and I don't want to, I'm not, it's about not me pumping myself up, but I have such a wonderful dynamic range in my act. Like in my ass, I'll go, what is the problem with these people? Are they crazy? Or I'll go, why do they, why do they call them cupcakes? You don't drink them in a cup. Yeah. Andy Kindler, thank you so much for sleeping with us and good night. Thank you. Well, sleepyheads, I hope you enjoyed learning about, well, let's say coffee with Andy Kindler as much as I did. You know, something I like to do at the end of my day is to make a mental catalog of things that I experienced and or learned over the course of that day. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to go through a list of takeaways from my conversation with Andy Kindler right now while it's fresh in my mind. One, Andy's ideal cup of coffee is made using 55 grams of coffee to 750 grams of water. 2. There are five aspects to coffee. Altitude and four other things. 3. Degassing coffee is called blooming, and both degassing and blooming sound kind of gross. 4. Always pour boiling water over the coffee grounds in a circular motion. And finally, don't let your coffee cool to room temperature. It will take on unpleasant flavors. Okay, I'm going to turn in myself. You can follow Sleeping With Celebrities on Twitter and TikTok using the handle sleepwithcelebs. On Instagram, the handle is at sleepwithcelebs. W celebs. Our email is sleepwithcelebs at maximumfun.org. Social media assistance provided by Charlie Moe. Our production intern is Clara Flesher, and this show was senior produced and edited by Laura Swisher. Swish. Music provided by the Winterbowers. Sleeping with Celebrities is a production of Maximum Fun and Papa Chick. I'm John Moe. Night night. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.